Alright, welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We slum it hard so you don't have to. guys how's it going hey. <laughs> hey 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 good criminy <laughs> i'll have to mark that down for like some limiting market mark, mark it. it right down so tag that just tag it just tag it hey guess what oh yeah tag it it's fourth of july and i'm and i'm back in the it's united states of america fourth of july well, it's only like a half hour away from the Fourth of July for me. Oh no, yeah, it's some parts actually of the, country, the day after 4th. the Fourth of July. Wait, no, it's, it's two actually days after two, days after. two days after. <laughs> it's the sixth, fifth of fourth, sixth of July. Well, y'all, it's July sixth. You know what that means? We're humming and slumming. If if you're uh, We're if you're butthole and the, scrolling, the sixth, the sixth of July, July sixth. <laughs> That's only like some British people, though. I know it's weird. Like like Ed Sheeran, for example. My friend was Chalcedonian, and his he said his whole family says it like that. They're not British at all. Oh, really? Yeah, they're from Chalcedonia, wherever that is. Caled New Caledonia? No. Or Chalcedonia. Chalcedonia. That sounds like a like a disease. It's not. That's racist. Like you'd have. It sounds like a like made up country. Like where a James Bond bad guy would be from. <laughs> it's is that are James Bond bad guys from fake country? <laughs> I don't think it's a country. Yeah, look, Chalcedony is a crystalline form of silica composed of very fine intergrowths of quartz, um, quartz and magonite. Wow, that's pretty dope. Chalcedon is from Byzantium. Let me see. So Caledonia. here's the thing. No, Chalcedony is or Chalcedonia is not like it's not a place as much as it is a people group, I believe. Okay. Like in Turkey and the Middle East. So it, they're basically it's like um it's um how do you say how would I define it? It's part of it's in they come from Turkey, but it's like uh it's like an ancient Christian sect. Really? They're like it's like Middle Eastern Christians, basically, yeah. Coptic. Chalcedonians. No, it's Chalcedonian Christianity. I think you're lying. So there was the Chalcedonian Schism, the Council of Chalcedon, and then the Chalcedonians went one way and the Eastern Orthodox went the other way. Oh, it's it's spelled with a C H. Yeah, C H. There you go. Huh. So they've been around for like since like the early centuries of the twenty of the of the centuries it? the common era, so it's like treadle. It's not pronounced like it's spelled. <laughs> Apparently, it's treadle, and I don't care. I'm gonna say treadle. Me too. Even though, to be fair, tread is spelled like it's just tread with an le on the end. But you guys, is it? Is it? Do you say? You say milk. But do you say walk? No. What? No, I say I say milk. 
Right. That's fine. No, I don't. I don't oh, really. are you talking about but the then, L? But then you get, yeah. if you're like, hey, <laughs> I'm going to get some exercise. I'm going to put on my shoes, go outside, and go for a walk. But those are different, like, one's an I and one's an A. Because most words that have an A-L-K, you don't pronounce the L, like Bach or Chalk or Bilk or Kalk. Oh, no. The well, only reason you pronounce the, the L and cock is so you're not saying cock. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I think it has to do with like the which vowel it is. So I's I L you yeah. pronounce the L. I before L except after like ilk, Q. milk, bilk. But with an A, you yeah. generally don't. Yep. With an O, it's kind of it's kind of iffy. Like, do you say folk or folk? I was just gonna say some people say folk. And it drives me crazy. Yeah. yeah, but you would say like folk music, but I would say folks, like my folks. See, I say folk yeah. for both. I say what the folk? Folk music. <laughs> yeah, folk. You folk folks. music. <laughs> folk music doesn't sound like crazy though. No, I don't know what I would say in the in the heat of a conversation though. So I, think guys, we're, I think we're off to a really good start here. <laughs> I got like a ton of new gear. Okay. Like a crazy, oh, yeah. <laughs> a crazy <laughs> amount. To a good start. <laughs> you Tell remembered that we're recording a podcast right now, Aaron, right? Oh, here we go. Aaron doesn't like here it if you reference about us that. recording a podcast. In three, two, one. <clears throat> Welcome to the Gear Slum. Um. <laughs> so cold. Tell us about... We'll spend this episode talking about your new stuff. Unless okay. we have time, then we'll, we'll talk I... about our other new stuff too. It might not be fun to it might not be fun to talk about for the whole episode, but Yeah, it won't. Um <laughs> So I got Go ahead. <laughs> I ordered You're right. Are you okay? I ordered a base body. So I got this. Uh-huh. I, I told this story about that uh, neck that I bought. So it's just an American standard jazz Yeah, you, the one that neck. you bought hold? Or no, that was a different neck. Yeah, no, that's a different one. And actually, one of the tuners, <laughs> I noticed today, that neck, you know the tuners have like a little sleeve that goes over the top? You know, like yeah. you put the tuner in the back and then the little sleeve goes over the top and it's kind of pressure fit in there? Yes. One of those is gone. <laughs> it must have fallen off. In one of the airplanes that it was in, you know, um, or it's, like yeah. it, or it was never there to begin with, for all I know. Um, but at any rate, okay, so I bought this Warmoth neck, they or this Warmoth body. They have a, they have this section on their website called, and it's uh, screaming deals. Are you so sure with Warmoth, it's not you can smoking deals. So 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 smoking deals. <laughs> and uh <coughs> crap <laughs> like that, that one hurt my throat <laughs> um so with warmoth you can you can build custom stuff but it's a ton more expensive and then you can also buy stuff that's in stock so if you buy guitar and bass bodies that are in stock they're usually like in the $300 range and if you if you build them custom depending on the options you get they'll be you know 400 plus yeah, but then they have this smoke and deals section, and it's just a few. I'm guessing it's ones that have been in stock for a long time, or it's ones that they have a bunch of the same kind of specs, or I don't know. Ninety days or longer. 
Exactly. Once they hit, once they hit like seventy <laughs> days, they know they only have like, twenty crap. days left to move them. Um. So this, this. So I was looking for a P base because you can add, like the way that the especially the in stock bodies they'll, they'll build the body to a certain spec and paint it and finish it and everything and then but then, like I got a P base body but then I added a jazz base bridge pickup route to it. So I knew that was an option. So I so I was looking for a P base body and I wanted a graffiti yellow one. And sure enough, in the Scream and Deals section, they had one and it was only two hundred and twenty dollars. Which for a Warmoth body is a really good deal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so I ordered that and ended up this guy was selling some American standard an American standard P base pickup or pickups. I don't know if you use plural with those pickups. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? For I would pickups. say it's a pickup. Okay. Um, well, you, are they together? Even, no, it's like physically two different guys, but they're but it's like <laughs> a humbucker with you know they humbuck each other. Uh huh. It's a word. You know what P base pickups look, like the split? You know. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if they were connected somehow. Yeah, they're like physically, physically. no, they're like physically separate guys. I was surprised okay. by that. Um. And then another yeah. guy was selling a jazz bass. Oh, I got it on Reverb. I lowballed this guy, and he uh, he accepted the offer. And it was from a. It's like an American vintage. It's another like custom shop Fender pickup, you know. So basically, I ended up getting these two pickups, and and everything kind of just fell into place. So I, so I put this bass together yesterday, and I had this idea that since the body doesn't have any routing on the top between the pickup cavities and the control cavity. A, a lot of P bases will just be routed like it'll be a surface route all the way across like a like a, you know, gutter. Uh-huh. Um, but but these are all internal and then and then there's no holes for the pick for the pick guard either because it's just a new body. So I figured since there's no holes for the pick guard, I might as well try to just do like a little tiny just a control cavity like cover and leave, you know, since it's kind of my last chance as soon as i drill holes for a full pit guard then they'll always be there type of thing so so i bought this purple pearl pit guard <laughs> for for ten dollars and uh cut cut most of it off and then just put that over the control cavity and it actually turned out pretty good how did I mean, you, you guys have seen the pictures what do you how did you uh, route it what were you, for the for what sorry the um the pit guard itself like it's beveled. You beveled. Oh, your cut. I just had, I just had sandpaper, and so I cut the cut. I did was like, I was, I didn't have. I should have like thought it through better and found a, found a better tool. But I basically just used these big wire cutters and cut from both ends. And oh so, my, and then there's really then there was like a then there was like a piece that was an inch long in the middle that I just like bent it back and forth a bunch of times until it broke. You know. <laughs> You snapped it off. So it was super messy. But then I just had I just had some really rough sandpaper and so I just held it at you know the same angle as the bevel on the other side and just wow. was going to town on the sandpaper and then once it got once it was all the way through to where it was all the parts that were all bent and mangled were gone. Uh, I used, you know, some finer sandpaper so it would be a little smoother. But honestly, it it turned out like it looks like it was 
done, you know, like the same machine that did the bevel around the whole pit guard did that bevel too. Yes. Like it, it looks pretty convincing, which is pretty, uh, I was, I was happy about that. Cause I was, even though the only thing that, and like you guys pointed out, the only thing that doesn't look great is that the, the end of a, of a P base pit guard, if you can picture it is, I mean, it's like any other pit guard, like a fender pit guard it's kind of rounded you know the yeah. it kind of goes down to a tip and it's rounded and then these other two tips are pointed these other two corners and so at some point i might try to round them off but that'll be a lot harder to get the angle of the bevel and get the rounding to look right and so part of me wonders if i like there's a distinct possibility that if i try to change it more it will look a lot worse than it does right now <laughs> like i should mm. just be content with what i have now you know well you've got the rest of that pick guard to experiment with yeah yeah so i could mess around with that you could just and... like see like okay how how possible is it for me to do like a dime sized curve instead of this yeah and then and then and that's actually bevel it. that's actually a great idea to use like because i could use change to sort of match the the curvature or whatever that yeah that's what i would do um, and then yeah and and so then the two the two curves and could I... match and I'll and have to look underneath because that the pick. I was kind of surprised, like if you've ever, like, and part of it, I guess, is because on a on a P base, the third hole on the pick guard is meant to be the the jack. Okay. Um, right. The output. If you can picture that, yeah, like the output jack. But on this one, I put a, I had him drill an output jack like uh like where a Telecaster one would be. Right. Because mm-hmm. because it's a P and a J, so it's like a two volume and a master tone is how I have it wired right now. And it was really hard to get the pot. I actually ended up, I had like these CTS pots and I ended up having to find some crappy pot just so it would have a smaller body. So it would fit in the cavity. Um, so the, mm. the pit guard, the pit guard and the pit guard just barely covers the cavity. And so before I round those corners off, I'll also have to make sure that it's actually, that it's still going to cover once I, once I do that, you know, I think hmm. I had more, I think I had more slack on that, on that side, but, but I was surprised at how close it is. Cause if you angle, cause like once you put the pit guard on there, you can, you, there's quite a bit of wiggle room, uh, especially like it, it fits pretty tight around the neck, but you can move it a little bit and it makes it move a ton down by the, by the output jack, you know, and there's, hmm. You know, if you don't position it just right, it won't cover the it won't cover the route entirely. So, so anyways, I got that all strung up. I had to shim the neck um, a little bit, but it plays great. Like I, I adjusted another nice benefit of not having a pit guard on there yet is um, the the truss rod adjustment is down at the heel. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is more I think is more common on bases. Like it, it's apparently on American standard jazz bases, that's where it is. And a lot of pit guards will have a cutout for that, but, but my pit guard doesn't, the tortoiseshell one that I got doesn't have a cutout oh, for it. So piece of junk. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, now that like, you're a mastered pit guard carver though, I know exactly. I'll, <laughs> I'll get out of, I'll get a Dremel tool. And <laughs> yeah. But also that part usually doesn't have a bevel on it. Right. So it'd be a much easier. Oh, does it not really? I don't think it, so. It, generally, I don't no. think it would. I'd have to go look. It's just like a straight. It cut. would. 
it would kind of look weird because you're kind of you're not trying to like accentuate like part of the reason they put a bevel is because it's yeah yeah so you can see all the layers it's a visual yeah and it gives like the pit guard a nice border well and and also like it's blending into the body whereas if when it's up against the heel of the neck it doesn't it's not blending into anything yeah it's just dropping down into the little route for the thing so so yeah i might try to do that but but honestly like I like the idea of having the short pit guard on there, but when I put the tortoise shell one on there to, so what I did is I put the tortoise shell one on there to mark the holes Mm -hmm. just to make sure that once, once I had a full pit guard on there, the holes would line up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and when I had it on there, it looks so freaking good. (laughs) Like it looks way good on the yellow body. I was kind of, you guys know that I sort of flip flopped on what color pit guard I wanted, but the, the tortoise shell looks really good on it. So I'll probably end up, I'll probably end up having there that one on there eventually. I think the purple is a little much for me. It's, it's like it, it looks yeah. it looks okay. It it goes well, so, but it, I, so I got it because it was I was looking at this Amazon shop where I was going to buy it from because, um, and so they had a couple different options that, and well they had a bunch of different options, but there were a couple that were the same price that were like ten dollars. And this purple one was one of them. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do this weird thing just to try it out, I might as well try some freaking weird color. And purple <laughs> and yellow, like in general, are two colors that go together okay, you know. Yeah, Lakers. Yeah, exactly. Or even like the Jazz, you know, they're, you know, are they those purple? Are two of their. The Joker. Yeah, their main. Yeah, the Jazz. It's like purple, yellow, and Joker's green. Joker's purple jazz and green, colors. isn't it? I thought Jazz was oh. like blue and yellow. I think maybe you're right. No, they kind of. Uh, well, it depends. They changed their colors a couple times. They changed them in the '90s to be like teal, tips. to be like aqua, and you know teal. Yeah, because like every everyone other, did. <laughs> every, every team in the country did that. You know, all the expansion teams. Oh, sometimes they're like green and yellow. That's what. Oh, so these are green and blue. It was like the green, like the kind of neon green, and then like the teal blue kind of thing. Which mm. I know teal blue is kind of greenish, anyways. But, but yeah. at any rate, so. Uh, so yes, if I do decide to stick with like that tiny little pit guard, I'll probably end up getting, uh, like a black one or a tortoise shell one and, and doing the same thing to it because the purple looks, it's just weird. I mean, it looks weird on there. It's, it's cool for like a fun, you know, thing to do, but it's, I don't think I want it on there permanently. (laughs) So do you currently have a jazz pickup and the P base pickup in there? Yes, so I got both of those pickups. Um, Does it have any kind of like active preamp or anything in it, or is it all just passive? No, it's all just passive, and they match. Like that's one thing I was worried about because the one is a, the one is a vintage. Uh, mm. It's like an American vintage one, and the other one's an American standard one. But I don't think, I don't think base pickup output. I don't think they change. I don't think there's a huge range in base pickup output like sure. there is with guitar pickups. Um, so they seem to match really well, and I and and basically just having the two volumes, you can you can turn either one of them on or have both of them on, you know, right. blend them together or blend them. Um, so yeah, there's nothing there's nothing active. It's all passive. Oh, and then I used a little like a little socket, basically that just let me put a connector on all the wires that are connected to the pick guard, and then I can just unplug it. I kind of I had thought about doing it before, but once I pulled the the little stinker apart and it had that. Mm-hmm. It made me realize how convenient it is. Where'd you get that um, from? I saw that. Just from my work. Oh, okay. We just we just have like a whole stock room full of crap, you know. Yeah. So you stole it. Um, 
<laughs> from God. Right, here, hold on. I gotta go mark. I gotta go mark this <laughs> part down. You stole it from God. <laughs> no, I took it out of my. Uh, I had him take it out of my paycheck. You know. There you go. Just leave a I fiver mean, in there next time. Is, isn't yeah, it like exactly. a? Isn't it like a like a three cent part though? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a. It's like it's, stealing a so paper There's clip no from degrees. Work. There's no degrees of stealing from God. <laughs> no, oh, it's not like the, I stole. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's all the same. Oh, God doesn't need any of it. But it's those are like a pretty standard. Uh, <laughs> no, that's cool. You know? The reason the I Phoenix, asked is a because connector. I was looking at like um, Obsidian Wire. I think is the name of the company that does a lot of. They do a lot of like pre-wired kits, but they use that kind of thing too. So like their Tele or their like Strat five-way switch is all just like you just like stick the wires in you, there's no soldering or anything oh nice yeah totally so it's i mean it's super convenient and the reason the reason i thought of doing it is because i i had this idea of i'm always so annoyed when i do strats because when you wire strats you end up having to do a ton of wiring like right by the body or uh, a ton of soldering and so sure, you'll, sure. you know you'll you like tape cloth over it or whatever you do to protect the finish of the body, but um, but it's just a pain. You have this big old pit guard like sitting upside down, but it's still connected to the body with wires and stuff like that. And it's yeah. So I had that thought with a strat because I was gonna. I still have this idea that I'm. I want to put that P rails in my strat, but I. Mm. I just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. Um, Is that yeah. because it made, of it made it nice? The output. That it has to what stay connected mean? like that? Is that why it stays connected? And the bridge. Yeah, so on a strat, it's like oh, and the bridge, all it is yeah. is the out- output jack and the bridge, like ground wire, you know? Yeah. Um, so on this one, it, it was more. So this one had, like, all the pickup wires and the jack. Because the only thing that's on the pit guard on this one is the pots, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so there was four wires. So there was the, the output jack the two hot leads from the pickups and then ground that everything is connected to. Um, which I probably need to, I probably need to rethink the grounding. Cause it was, I was getting quite a bit of noise, uh, when I wasn't touching the strings, you know? So I might have to revisit that a little bit, but at any rate, it's, it plays revisit. really well. I'm, I'm always worried. Like when you, when you buy a body and a neck separate and put them together, you just never know how well they're going to fit together. Yeah. Cause I'm sure at the factory they go through like, I'm sure there's some range of like they'll they'll pair a neck and a body together, and if if they're within certain limits, they they stay there, and if they're not, then they choose a different one to match. With sure, sure, yeah. So it's they always a little them. bit of a gamble. So what kind of so, what strings did you put on it? Just like regular round. I just round bought strings. some Ernie some Ernie ball. Yeah, but I, honestly, so now I have this Squire. So so I put if you remember, I put the American neck on that Squire jazz bass that I bought. Uh huh. So I put I put the squire neck back on the squire body. So that one's just all stock squire okay. jazz bass, and then I have this PJ bass now. Um, and I really want to put flat wounds on one of them because mm. I can't remember where I was playing. Oh, I went to Guitar Center when I was in Boston, mm-hmm. um, and they had a bass there that had r- flat wounds on it, and they feel so nice. <laughs> I'm sure they. I'm they sure feel there's like nice. Other, I, I'm sure I they don't, don't love sound the sound of good. them. I mean, they sound okay. They're a little bit generally more like 
They're just super dark, aren't they? They're dark, but the main difference that I notice is like they don't have the same kind of pop. Yeah, like the snap. So it's all just, just it's yeah, like it's a like thud. a really yeah, it's like a really smooth sound. So if you want it for like rock or anything, you don't yeah, get yeah. that. Which it's is good great for like, like jazz and jazz stuff. Jazz or yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing that I found that I liked is like hybrid strings for bass, where they're like. I don't know. They're like, like semi round wound. Part tiger, part lion. No, they're strings. <laughs> like a they're all metal. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, that's. I mean, you're close though, Phil. They're fully metal. Okay. So, like for metal, it's like if you're. Is that what like metal players? They're use? so they're they're oh, round they're wound, but they're like not cars. quite as round. If that makes sense. And it, so they're like a little bit. They're like yeah. They're like, like oval. They're like o- elliptical. Yeah, I round, guess. Wound. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And then my my <laughs> buddy has a bass, and he has tape wound strings on his. Oh yeah, which are even <laughs> like weirder. My only like wait the majority of my bass, they're like it's uh, basically like it's like wrapped in silk like, kind of. Yeah, they're like like remember how everyone hated elixirs when they first came out 15 years ago or whatever yeah. they're like that they're like that to an extreme degree <laughs> why i remember cuz cuz uh i most of my they're base round knowledge in like comes, in like they're wrapped they're wrapped they're wound no what am i trying to say yeah <laughs> they're they're wrapped in like nylon tape yeah why cuz it gives you a it's a like thuddier. smooth I mean, it, yeah and they look like cool a, because they're black, which is kind of cool. And apparent, apparently they last forever. Like, literally, they'll last for 30 years. If right, because there's, like, no corrosion factor. Yeah, exactly. So I remember most of my bass knowledge comes from just listening to guitar nerds and them making fun of Joe because uh, <laughs> he's the bass guy. Uh-huh. And uh, he, had a, he had a bass for a while that had tape wounds on it, and they were just talking about how it just sounds ridiculous but they but the strings well and another like another thing that people talk about cuz uh is, is that they sound they always sound the same like with round wounds flat wounds are kind of the same way but with round wounds you know they they get dull over time because the corrosion actually gets inside the core and everything right but, but with tape wounds apparently like you put them on on day 1 and they'll they'll sound the exact they same they sound until, like 10 know, years old until when you, you put die. them on yeah exactly they sound like super old strings yeah. so I don't know why so he, might put, mess- he put those strings on, but he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing know. is, like, you wh- when you have that, you have to be, like, really good about how you mix it. Mix the sound because they'll, it'll just, like, disappear into mud so easily. Totally. I could see that. So I want to mess around with strings a little bit, but bass strings are freaking expensive. It's crazy. That, I know. I mean, it makes sense, obviously, because there's so much more metal involved, but it... Um, right now, I like, have the Gear Supply bass strings, and I really like them. Oh, really? Maybe yeah. I'll have to check those out. Yeah, yeah. they're relatively inexpensive. Me, Ryan actually sent me some Gear Supply strings with my hashtag. Uh, I paid for uh, this. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag. I paid. For yeah, this. we don't get any free. We certainly aren't going to get any free Gear Supply <laughs> strings anytime soon. I mean, I, I cut I cut the middleman out and just bought them direct. <laughs> Especially after somebody. Oh, I can't remember who posted that, but they were like, "Hey, Cole, after your 
After your conversation, I decided to cancel my gear supply, and I was oh, like, "No, uh, that, no. Was, that wasn't that wasn't my oh uh, yeah." So intent. their base strings are only fifteen bucks. Yeah, see, that's tempting because even which is not like, bad because a lot of I'll them are like buy, thirty or more for a set. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy like I I just buy my strings on Amazon, but the cheapest ones on there, and it's weird. Like with guitar strings, you can just you can just buy any Diodario or or right. Ernie Ball on there, but with bass strings, like you know, on Amazon when you go to like buy something and it shows as prime or like it shows just as being sold by Amazon, but then it says like ships in four to six weeks or something. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Us- just like the usually. normal, the normal Daddario strings, you know, the Daddario whatever lights or or whatever they are on uh. bass. And it said they weren't going to ship for like a month and a half, and it's like what? This That's is- crazy. And they were still twenty plus dollars, you know. They just don't have them in stock, I guess. I I guess. Um, but yeah, that, so definitely middleman. Check that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna middleman the crap out of that. Middleman that. Give you some little uh, paper confetti and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so so oh, yeah, but I want to try out some different. I'm totally like I played bass when I was in high school a little bit, but I'm. I'm really new to the bass, and so it's it's a lot of fun. But I want to try out some uh-huh. new, you know different kinds of strings and different stuff like that. So, um, and I've been having fun playing Rocksmith, even though everyone says it's not a valid way of learning guitar. I feel like I'm getting who better. says that? I don't remember. There was a whole discussion about it. Old people say that mostly. It's not valid because you're they not learning that, how to read music. They or say something? that they say that millennial. You know, it's it's usually in the context of millennial speak. You know. Which is so dumb because it's like you learn by playing, which is how that's how I yeah. learned guitar, but just by playing. Yeah, and I, like there are songs that I can play on bass now that are relatively, you know, they're difficult for me, I guess. Yeah, and like you um, learn now, you have that skill set that you can translate into other things. Yeah, yeah. People are stupid. So, how much yeah. does Rocksmith cost? Nine million dollars. It's all over. I mean, it's. It's like sixty bucks, I think. Because it's so old, the the most current version is <laughs> is the twenty fourteen edition. So, um, you can probably pay sixty dollars for it if you're, you know, if you don't look at all. But it'll it goes on sale fairly often. Mm. So it'll be a part of the Steam sale, um, and you can get it for you know ten or twenty bucks or something. I'm sure. Mm. Oh, that you got to get the then you got to get the cable. Oh, it's thirty bucks on Amazon right now. Oh, new. Okay, yeah. So then, yeah. if you if you looked for a sale, it'd be even cheaper. And then I then I have to get a special cable. Uh, unless you buy, like, if you buy one of the console versions or something, it'll. No, this is PC Mac. It's the remastered with cable for twenty nine ninety seven. There you go. Mm. And you can play it on a PC or a Mac. And you can get it for PS4. You can't play it while walking around, though. For $38. It's <laughs> $38 for the PS4 or the Xbox One. Yeah. So I have it on Xbox, but it's pretty easy to... There's downloadable songs that you can pay for, but I learned when I was... Uh, just barely, after having spent you know <laughs> probably $150 on downloadable songs that it's pretty easy to just download them uh, without paying for it. Uh, just like I'll have to cut this part. This is the second time when I've talked about stealing things on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Someone in the group today talked about stealing from Guitar Center. 
Whoa. Oh yeah, like like buying posted, stuff. And they posted with about the, like using them as like a rental service. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, like, I don't well, can't imagine that. anyone would do that. Yeah, you're stealing yeah. from them. No. You literally are. I give it back to them. It doesn't matter. You're stealing from them. I give it back, and then they sell it. Yeah, they but they lose op- the sales opportunity while you have it. No, I don't think so. Depends on how long. If you don't keep it for 90 days. Exactly. Though, less than 90 days. Actually, they're... It doesn't they're, matter. <laughs> their policy is 45 days, so... Oh, see there? Here's, here's why. Assuming it's a popular item... What if it's not? I'm Listen to me. Assuming it's a popular item, it probably doesn't matter that much. If it's a less popular item where they only keep one or two in stock, as soon as you take that item out of the store, they're replenishing it and they're ordering another one. And then you return it and now they have two. You're increasing their liability. Plus, I'd like to think that they don't just turn around and sell something that was returned as new, but they probably do, I guess. That's exactly what Um, they do. I mean, it depends. They do because the the assumption is if you're returning it that it's not used. That's why almost or that everything it's not in that used you, condition at least. Almost everything that you've bought from Guitar Center feels like a thousand people have played it already. I never buy things from Guitar Center. Well, if you I buy the steel four miles, they're just like dirty, but. Or the ones at my Guitar Center are like have you can ask for like inbox stuff. <laughs> stuff. There is and, still and some a lot, guitars. Or a lot of times they'll give you like a discount if it's not if you ask for it. There are still some guitars at my guitar center that were stolen, you know, years ago. I know I've talked about this a million times, but oh, uh, with the headstock broken, they're returned, uh, or they're just like completely, they're just completely banked. No, that guy that stole like thirty high end guitars. From yeah, our guitar and they're center. marked down like what, like five percent or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're marked down more now. But the last time I went there, there were still a couple left that were that were all banged up, you know. It's like nearly full price. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> when you when you buy it, like knowing full well that your plan is to return it, that's one thing. If you're buying it to like, so like I bought the MS3 from Sweetwater, um, and I, and I bought it, you know, sight unseen before there were really any demos of it or anything like that. Knowing in the back of my mind that if I hated it, I could return it, but I wasn't like buying it with the plan you know with the intent of returning it i guess right maybe i think that's that's i think there's an irrelevant distinction Eh. yeah no that's technically it's irrelevant but like ethically it's not irrelevant it's not it's not it's totally relevant because the reason sweetwater has a policy like that is for people like you it's like i'm reluctant to try this out but the return policy is so great I should give it yeah. a shot because it's very easy for me to return it if there's anything yeah. I don't like about it. it. It's a selling point because then, a, you know, a certain percentage of people might buy something that they're on the fence about and then keep it, you know. Right. So they, they want to get you in the door type of thing. Um, but it's funny. And I think I told this story already, but they – I uh, my wife sent me a picture. So they called me. My wife. I was in Africa. <laughs> uh, I always feel bad I always like to refer to my wife by her name when I'm talking to people but I feel bad doing that on the podcast just because then we miss out on uh, chances to say my wife um, so Sweetwater called me when they shipped <laughs> the MS3 and I was in I was in Ghana you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. 
and he was like, well, is there anything else I can do for you? And I said, well, you just make sure there's some bitto honey in there. And he was like, oh, I think it might have already gone out the door, so I'll double check. And so then before the MS-3 ever came, my wife sent me a picture of this package I got, and it was just a Sweetwater mug and two bags of just bitto honeys. <laughs> so this guy sent me a free mug just because it had already shipped out, and he wasn't sure if there would be bitto honeys in there. So they're... Uh, and again, I think I maybe I told that story on the last episode, but they're pretty good at trying to uh, Hook, take yeah. care of you. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll see if I if I keep if I ever buy anything else from Sweetwater. Before we go on, I just want to say this episode is sponsored by Sinusoid <laughs> Cables. We talked about that in the beginning when we were. Uh, did we just talking about nothing? No, we didn't. We did. Just not want to reiterate. Anything. Um, we didn't talk about anything worthwhile. <laughs> hey, check this out. This is a cool thing that just happened with Sinusoid. Um, I mean, they've had this for a while, but I just got around to building a cable with the GNH stubby connectors. GNH. Is GNH which, the manufacturer? GNH is the manufacturer. So they're basically oh, like yeah, your you standard like of them. metal um, barrel connectors, you know? But the you gotta put the, the barrel's only on like first. half as long. Yeah, yeah. I made the mistake twice of forgetting <laughs> to put the barrel on. But so I had to soldered, unsoldered, resoldered, re-unsoldered, re-resoldered. <laughs> I literally put the thing together three times before I got it right. <laughs> hey, but here's what I like about solder. them. So m- the guitar that I play the most right now is a Telecaster, and it has like the classic cup thing, you know. Yeah. Which I hate. So you can't put like a, a right angled plug in it because it doesn't fit. But if you put the regular ones, then they stick out really far. So this is like, it sticks out barely more than like a quarter uh, than the right angled one. Oh, so you're saying if you put a straight plug? Yeah. So if you put a straight plug, it sticks way out, you know. And so yeah, if you wrap yeah. it around your strap or anything, it's like, it's yeah, way totally. out there. It's yeah, yeah. This is like, I mean, I should take a picture of it because it's it's pretty. S- pretty you, close you to the body a picture in the group right i mean it's like i posted oh, a of picture the, of, of the two barrels the next to each other yeah, yeah but yeah. i, I want to get a shot of it like on the telly totally or maybe but like also, some comparison you shots you should get you should get an electro socket jack well i probably should but now i don't need to because sinusoid to the rescue yeah that's true <laughs> you just got a bunch of cables too right you like re-soldered your or yes. did so your whole I, board i just rewired my entire board and i had <laughs> They had sent us some slivers of, uh, they just sent us a couple of random colors. So I had They a, sent a me black. exactly the colors I wanted. <laughs> I don't That's know. <laughs> they just sent us. Uh, We're glad, just Aaron. List, they, just, <laughs> <laughs> they just listed it as surprise me. So they sent us, so I had a green and a yellow <laughs> cable. And so. Uh-huh. Um, a tisket, a tasket, a green and yellow basket. Exactly. And so I had them send me another green and another yellow and then some reds so that I could... So the MS-3 has three loops on it, three, like, effects loops. Mm-hmm. Um, In different so colors? I have, those, I have those color-coded, yeah. <laughs> nice. And, of course, the one with my Timmy pedal, which is green, has the green ones. The Harbinger, which is red, has red cables. And then the Half Horse has yellow, which isn't perfect, but the Half Horse is kind of yellow. It's like a cream color, you know. Um. Yeah. So so my whole board now is is sinusoid cables and those slivers are really nice. And I don't want to spend too much time talking about them because I I know that they're in short supply right now. Oh um, right, right. So maybe it's not the best sort of uh, marketing plug, I guess. But 
they're really nice, especially uh, with that switcher because all the jacks, you know, like you think about an ES5 or an ES8 or any of those switchers, there's just a million jacks on the back, and they're all just right next to each other. Yeah. And I usually use pancake plugs, and they just physically don't fit. Uh, right, too you can't wide. fit two next to each other. And it's the same thing with like a with like some delay, like a DD7 or whatever, where you can't get the tap tempo in there if you have the pancake plug on the input. Oh, right, right. Uh-huh. So, so they're nice that way. Uh, they're they're not much. They're not quite as low profile like uh, in the other dimension as a pancake plug, but they're almost as low profile as the as the Hosa pancake plugs that I have. So mm. they're really nice. I mean, they're really good compromise as far as I'm concerned, yeah. size wise. So, um, so yeah. So I'm stoked about it. So my pedal. Oh, and I got a new. Uh, I got a bit commander kind of on a lark and then I also Ryan for our inner circle secret Santa for the for the 60 cycle hum uh, Ryan sent me a what is it a fuzzrocious anomalies uh-huh. which is this crazy delay pedal I watched their demo video of it and I still <laughs> don't totally understand how it works but it's insane and not super usable, but if I was going to get a delay pedal, that's exactly the type of delay pedal I would want. So, um, so we helped him pick that out for you because he didn't yeah, he know what you that. would want. So he was like, um, what should I give Cole? <laughs> we were like, I don't know. What do you have? So we went, yeah, he was like, like, should I give him like a fuzz or like drive? We're like, I'm pretty sure he's all set on drive. And so we kind of came around to that for, yeah, because I kind of we thought it'd be cool for your uh, like your base rig. Totally, which I might mess around with it because like he a was base saying, delay. Yeah, because the it's got like this. It's a little bit like the party animal where it has the the bypass switch mm. and then it has a momentary switch that switches it into this weird like sub mode, which uh-huh. seems like it has like an octave effect. But he was saying it's pretty crazy on bass, so I'm gonna try it out on bass too. Um, so no, cool. it's like the perfect pedal in the sense that I don't, especially getting the MS3 where it kind of takes care of all of the run of the mill type effects. Um, yeah, having this weird effect on there is is I'm excited to mess around with it more. Hmm. So, and the Bit Commander, I I honestly don't even. It's like I turned it on and messed around with all the knobs, and it's like I, this might even be like broken for how <laughs> for how <laughs> unusable it is. It could be exactly the way it was designed, or it could be broken. You can't tell. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta like watch the video and find some settings on it. Yeah, I'm gonna. uh, That's what I'm gonna do. But he, Paul Pennington, had one, and he was telling me (laughs) it's like it's just like barely usable, and it sounds like it's one of those pedals where you know it sounds good in demos, but they probably took a little while trying to Uh to dial in that sound, and I got. The whole reason I sort of went down that rabbit hole is because I was going to get rid of the Mobius, which I just sold today. Right, and, and some people were recommending things, right? Yeah, because I wanted something that would kind of match the Destroyer setting on that, which is kind of a bit crusher slash like vintage, uh, like a record, like a vinyl effect type of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, which the ring there's a ring modulator in the MS3, which actually can get s- close to some of those sounds, but that's why I went down because that's why people were recommending those, those bit crusher pedals. And so someone recommended this bit commander and, and someone was selling one locally. Um, so I just 
I went and got it, and yeah. Anyways, nice. So I gotta mess around with that. <laughs> I'm really into that one that Chris Carter posted the the Moore one. I forget I what know, it's called, well, but it sounds like really cool because it's like really subtle. There was one that there was one that looked, yeah, the, the one that you're talking about looks really awesome, and then there's another one that's built like into a a wah pedal. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like that was control. the like AMT one, right? I thought it was a Moore one. Oh, uh, it could be. Um, and I think, and you control some. I don't know what. I don't know what parameter you're controlling with the uh, treadle. As you <laughs> rock the rock the treadle of love. Um, uh-huh. but, but both of those looked pretty cool. <laughs> but I don't know. It's one of those things that I. I'll have to mess around with it, and maybe in maybe in a month I'll decide that it's completely unusable for me and sell it, you know. But it'll. The be thing I liked about the the little more one that he showed us is that it's like, it basically like the your clean signal, like your guitar signal, still goes through, so you can still hear like what you're playing normally, but it kind of adds this weird like haze on top of it. Well, and it even has like, like this kind of gritty. I'm sh- yeah, like that's a probably mixed true. Knob, doesn't it? I so don't you can, remember, but I would imagine, yeah. But I think, yeah, so you can dial in, like, a decent amount of your dry signal, which is Im- probably important for something like that, you know. Um, yeah, so it gets you kind of yeah. like that old scratchy record vibe. Which is one cool thing on the on the MS-3. You can do that with every effect. Every effect has, like, a direct level and an effect level. Oh, okay. That you can adjust, which is kind of cool. Um yeah, at any rate. I thought so, you were saying you can, like, add distortion on every effect. Oh. <laughs> no, that would be cool, though. Yeah, it's like, oh, nice. Noise. Yeah, on the tape delay, you can add, you know, fuzz on I tape. like. I like. Oh, it's called the Lo-Fi Machine. Oh, the Moor one, yes. Yeah. I, f- I forgot what it was called. It's like 100 bucks new, right? No, it's like... Mm. S- 50 or 60 it was 60 and then i found one on ebay that was it's not more and it's not uh donner it's like some it's some brand that i've never even heard of and it was 30 Uh bucks but it was the same same? like it looked looked very it was identical yes it was like the same housing or whatever you just google you like search for more lo-fi or whatever no, I no, I looked I just looked for a bit I can't I either look oh, for okay, lo fi or bit crusher. Yeah. And then crusher. I, yeah, right. Buck. <laughs> oh, it is weird because you're right, Cole. Like some listings are for ninety nine ninety nine and then some of them are for like fifty nine. Yeah, so all of those but they're like all, all new, mini, but there's like different way different prices. Cause they'll talk about because again, going back to listening to guitar nerds, they'll talk about um Moore, they'll talk about Hotone <laughs> or however. Uh-huh. I think technically I think it's, it's hot, hot one or hot. I think it's hot oh, tone. it is. Hot. <laughs> it's not even hot one. You're supposed to say the T twice. Yeah, because I when I was in when I was in the Philippines, I went to this little guitar shop and they had those, and I said it Hotone, and the lady corrected me. <laughs> I was like, Tony. Um, was it this Tom's line, like, Mario? Phil. What was it called? Was it Tom's line? Mario Bit Crusher? Uh, is it thirty dollars? I don't know. 
it seems like the pricing 30, on all thirty six dollars is like very regional. Or twenty nine like ninety nine. Yeah, have... it's thirty dollars. It's like blue. Yes. I think you're right. So part of it is like some of them you can buy from China, and they're cheaper. Yeah, and then like you're like, basically buying them direct, and they ship. It yeah, takes like six it takes like a to get here or month to get shipped, and then another month to get it. But then some of them have dealers in certain areas that they have a better, like those Tone City. Andertons always does demos for those Tone City pedals, and yeah, they, yeah, they apparently sound really good, but they're they're a lot more expensive to get here than they are there. For are they? Reason. Yeah, I remember looking at them, and that might have changed, but I remember they did this whole demo of like six different Tone City. Yeah, all the double them, ones, right? And they were really well, even the. The one that I was thinking of was just the single ones, and they mm. were talking about how they were only like twenty-five pounds or something. But here they were quite a bit more expensive. So, well, I mean, part of that is like the exchange rate too, probably. Yeah, but they were they were much more than would be accounted for by the exchange rate, mm. especially now because the pound isn't all that strong. That's true. For a while, it was actually weak, or yeah, which is crazy. So yeah, that lo-fi machine does have a mix knob on it. <laughs> and the main so i think if i want if i if i want to go down the road of a bit crusher that might be more along the lines of what i need because it looks like it is pretty there's only a couple knobs to mess with there's like three knobs and a swish yeah because this this bit commander has six knobs on it and i and literally I'll play with them and go the entire sweep of a knob and not know exactly what it's doing. <laughs> you got to find like the magic combination where you can like actually start tweaking things from like a, you got to find exactly, what, what like the base setting point. is, but it's probably exactly. not everything at noon. Like you would. Yeah. Think. Like it is with like drive pedals or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I'll have to go look at some demos for it. If you or don't like I'll it, I'll buy it from it. you for 60 bucks. I got it for one twenty, which is a I think is a just a decent price, you know. So half it's is not... fair. <laughs> yeah, it's sure. it's been beat to <laughs> hell. I just sold my Mobius, so I listed all these pedals yeah, today. Yeah, Cole, it's all beat up. It's all looks crappy. <laughs> it yeah. really is. Oh, so I messaged the guy back. So I I'm on I'm on vacation. Like towards the end of my trip, I was on vacation with my wife for a couple days, and. Someone had posted about the Bit Commander, so I decided to go search in my local Facebook group. I am the Bit Commander. <laughs> and I Jane had the bump. Aaron, please yep. don't interrupt me. <laughs> um, so I had there's my your episode go- title. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and it was beat to heck. So the guy ended up selling me another pedal at like a reduced rate to make up for it. That's, oh, really? That he, is how he made up for it? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was totally cool about it. He's like, he's like, I want to make it up because I messaged him and I was like, hey, you didn't tell me it was beat to heck. And uh, and he was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I want to make it right. How can I make it right? And I was like, and my thought was like, just you saying that you want to make it right and saying you're sorry is enough probably because <laughs> like as long as you weren't just trying to screw me, then I guess I'm okay with it. Right. But I forgot. He it doesn't he, really matter. Uh, if any of you guys remember this story from way back when, I had a blues cube that I bought, and it was all beat to heck. I bought it for like sixty dollars, um, and mm-hmm. I posted a thread about it on this. 
there's a Blues Cube thread on some, I think it was on a Telecaster, on TDPRI, whatever, Telecaster Discussion, I can't remember what it stands for, but um, I posted this whole thread about it and said how much I paid for it, and, and pictures, and, and uh, I. so when I listed it for sale, the guy, he was messaging me about it and was going to come buy it, and then he messaged me a couple hours later and was like, hey... I just found this thread that you posted about it and about how you only paid $60 for it. And I was like, uh, so I ended up giving him a pretty good deal on it. So that was the same dude. And he, he remembered me and was like, yeah, I feel, I, you know, I felt bad. I didn't want you to feel like you got screwed. Cause you gave me such a good deal on that blues cube, you know? So it pays uh-huh. to, it pays to treat people well when you get caught trying to flip something. <laughs> you <know? laughs> when you get caught. only, only when you get caught though. Okay, so I'm going to try to not talk for the next couple minutes because I've been talking straight since the beginning of the episode. I'm going to do that too. Phil, you too. We'll all just try not to talk. (laughs) (laughs) That makes for a good podcast, doesn't it? (laughs) So, (laughs) I don't know what to say. You've been talking so much. Um, Phil. Isn't this a full episode? No. no, It's close to it. How long? No. Okay. Yes, Aaron? Phil, we can't talk about the fact that we're recording a podcast <laughs> on the podcast. Can't Phil, I, I feel like you probably want to. I feel like you probably want to get some jokes in. I, I've been trying really hard to think of jokes and to interrupt Cole <laughs> with jokes, but I haven't been able to come up with anything. I feel like, I feel like this episode hasn't had enough butthole in. This episode enough. has had very few buttholes. So here's something that I want to talk about. This is very near and dear to my heart. Swedish fish. Is it sinusoid? Oh. Swedish fish is a type of candy. Mm-hmm. And sw- I have no problem with Swedish fish, except for that it's kind of hard to say. But. I don't love. I think Swedish fish are Swedish fish, rude. they are. They're actually, I, I don't have a problem with them, but they do suck. Swedish they're fish. They're like the bacon. They're like the are bacon not, of the candy world. Like Are not gummies. They're not part of the gummy family. You got your bears, you got your worms, you got other things. <laughs> Swedish right. fish are not one of them. You could have gummy fish, but they would not be Swedish fish. That's all. Okay. And I came up with you? I came up with a test. Here's the test to decide if something is or is not gummy. Okay. You ask yourself if this candy or this substance, whatever, if this was in the shape of a bear. Would it be a gummy bear? If the answer is not yes, absolutely, then that thing is not a gummy. Yeah, if a Swedish fish was in the shape of a bear, it would be like a bear-shaped fruit snack, or like a yeah. It wouldn't. It, you would not call it a gummy like, bear. No. How about cinnamon bears? Also not gummy bears. They're awesome. Yeah, they're like, like along them. the lines of a Swedish fish. They're like the yeah. They're like a chewy kinda. candy. Yeah. Something wrong with being a chewy candy? Own it. I was surprised that so many people said that they were gummies. Yeah, those people are dumb. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> just unsubscribe. Stop listening. We don't want you to listen. If unsubscribe you from life. Buy. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. First, buy some stickers and then uh, unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, join the street crew. We'll send you a patch. <laughs> We'll send send us your money. 
think so i used to work at this candy like it was a nut company and we could just <laughs> like eat like, as much candy as we wanted like wait like whoa wait wait, wait wait yeah i was gonna say are you are you living were you in an episode of i love lucy <laughs> yeah <laughs> what so happened to my cream. what happened to me just now i think i had a stroke <laughs> we had this conveyor belt that had cream pies on it and we had to try and whoa whoa box them up. No, we did actually have lots of because we had this ba- this automated bagging machine, but it was like thirty years old, and so it did really result in a lot of I Love Lucy type situations. <laughs> you said to I, shove them in I your ate, mouth. And I hat. ate so many Swedish fish that I think I got burned out on them pretty hard. Uh, you know how many like, Swedish fish it took me to get burned out is like one. I, I like had the one other flavors. I, I just don't like the red ones anymore. Okay, they're just kind of weird. They're like not really sweet, and they stick to your teeth. Yeah. Okay, Mary Kiss Kill. Swedish okay. fish. Kiss. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Mary Boff. Mary Boff Kill. Uh, Swedish fish. Name. Corn. Um, candy corn. Oh. Nuts. Okay. And uh, the third one is gonna be. Uh, I'm not thinking of something. Uh, Skittles. I'm gonna marry Skittles, kiss Swedish fish, and kill candy corn. Yes, same. Me too. Okay, here's a question. Do I you don't even know why people make candy corn. It's it's basically just like what's somewhat semi edible decorations at this point. What's the plural? I hate it so what's much. What's the plural form of candy corn? Candy's corn. <laughs> no, because I grew up. No, I it's just candy, candy corn. corns. I know. I grew up saying candy, candy corn. corns. Like I ate some candy corns, but then, but that yeah. doesn't make sense if but, you think about it in terms of corn. But you don't yeah, say. You don't, you don't corns. say. Hey, I'm gonna re. I'm gonna eat some rices. Like let's well, you eat don't all say I'm gonna rices. eat some corns either. It's just because the candy part that throws you off. Yeah, you don't say I'm gonna eat some skittle. You say I'm gonna <laughs> eat some skittles. I would like, like to have. I would, I'll take a corn, please. <laughs> Most candy are, is plural. How about starburst? Is it starbursts? It's stars burst. Stars burst. <laughs> um, that one I think you could say starbursts. Starbursts. No. Well, uh, use it in a sentence. I had two starbursts. Yes. <laughs> I had two. I had two. You, candy you were corns. you were so easily convinced by that. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm saying like there's nothing. <laughs> no, use it in a sentence. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about so? What would you say? I had two candy corn. Because uh, that's what. Like if you were saying that about corn, you would say like I had two ears of corn. No, you would say yeah. No, you no, would say I had I had two no, pieces you, of candy corn. Here's the sentence no, that that's that crazy matters. Talk. Here's the sentence that matters. Pass me the candy corn. Candy corn. Okay. But there that's, it is. But that's but that's not talking that's not like inherently talking <laughs> about it being plural though. Yes it is. Tell me how you would finish I I ate two candy corn S or no. I would S. say candy's corn. Two candies <laughs> corn. <laughs> I would never say that because I don't think I've ever eaten more than one. Yeah, I, I would never. I Once every ten, 10 years, I put one in my mouth and I go, why did I do that? 
Forget this. What's it's I, don't so even, I just like eat eat one the tip of one and I'm done for a decade. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> once a it's decade. Like those little strawberry flavored candies, which those are actually good though. I like those. But the ones where the wrapper is the like, grandma ones looks like a strawberry, you know? Yeah. Yes. They kind of have like the chewy piece in the middle, you know? Yes. Wait, are you actually, still talking about candy corn? No. No, we're talking about other old people candy. <laughs> oh, the hard candies with like the yeah. kind of juicy like yeah, chewy yeah. center. It's sort of like it's sort of like a Jolly Rancher, uh, like on the outside. Sort but of. It, it's like a it's it's like a calcified gusher is what it is. Yeah, they leave them out. They leave them out for so long that after a while, like originally from the factory, they were like a Jolly Rancher, but then they start to get like cloudy over time and they get like <laughs> chewy on the outside yeah. too. You know. <laughs> yeah. Where it just yeah. like you bite into it and it's stuck to your tooth for a month. <laughs> you know. Well, you how do you guys feel about like? Um, the like fruit slices things like orange slices with like the oh with like the sugar <laughs> like, coating on them like orange wheels that you can only They're, buy at no gas no 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 the ones that are like giant gumdrops but like in the shape yeah, of yeah. like a, a slice of citrus oh jeez again those get stuck to my teeth like crazy i haven't That's had not my that teeth that are like they're basically forever, like right? the same as like cinnamon bears but they're just like other flavors and they have sugar on the outside yeah i think the orange ones are so good yeah, they are good. How about circus peanuts? Do you guys hate those? Um, if they're really fresh, I can get down with one, but it's not like my favorite. My are those the ones loves, that loves are like those. sort they're of big styrofoam? Orange. Yeah, they're they like they're basically like non-squishy marshmallow. They're they're marshmallows, yeah. but they're like kind of. But they're worse. They're like worse yeah. than peeps. Uh I'd rather eat Do a circus guys- peanut than a peep. No, you're crazy. No, peeps are oh, disgusting. Oh, but here's the thing, though. You leave you leave peeps out for, like, a couple weeks. And then you forget about them and throw them away. Because it's so dry, and they get hard, and that's when they're good. They're never good. That's probably true, honestly. <laughs> I really... Some other, is there any gross candy that you guys like? Um, no. Candy that everyone else hates? I really like... Um, what do you call those? Uh, reason? Have you seen... Reason? Chocolate oh, reason. Dude, I freaking love those. Yeah. Those are good. There's always a reason to count on you. I like them because you can There's always find always them at like the dollar store. For the chocolate chew. Okay, so let's okay. get let's get super into it. Can you I guys just can saw... I sing the reason song again without you guys talking over it so it can so I can cut it out and add it into other episodes where I want to? Yes. You can do Sorry. that anyway because okay. you have your own audio, so oh, yeah, don't worry that's about that's true. <laughs> Okay, Dude, so, I freaking love reasons, and my grandma would always have those, and they're amazing. I love. So them I just too. saw at uh, McDonald's and Werther's Originals. Dude, Rolos, I was literally just gonna say that. Rolos. No. Oh. Dude, I love Rolos. I mean, I, I love want... Rolo. I would eat two pieces of Rolo. <laughs> it's Rolls Rollzo. Rolls. <laughs> I had so Pass. many Rollzo. <laughs> Pass me no, it's all. Roll, of... It's Rolai. It's Rolly. It's like Italian, pluralizing it. Pass me Rolly. all of the Rolo. Rolly. Yes. Pass me a roll of Rolo. Yeah. Is that why they call it that? Um, in my own mind. So, uh, so Werther's Originals Rolo. makes, they make like a soft caramel candy too, and those are really good too. Not into These are it. all like the candies that are in the $2 bags at the drugstore <laughs> that are like when you're feeling fancy, I don't want, just want a bag of Skittles. I want to get something nice. So I mean, yeah. you know, I'm either going to get some high chews or some reasons. This all, this all 
to me. What about how do you feel about like the cheap butterscotch candies? It's yes, again, it's grandma's purse. Werther's is butterscotch. No, Werther's are caramel. They're not Mm. butterscotch. I will fight you. (laughs) But first, Werther's original. Make sure I'm not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, Werther's originals. Yeah, because those are the hard ones. Werther's Mm -hmm. original. I mean, I guess you're right. They're caramel. They're more. They're like a caramel flavor, but they're they're not the consistency of caramel, obviously. Or maybe that is it. So it says, is brand of caramel flavored, yeah, caramel flavored candy. So I don't really like butterscotch flavor. What about butterscotch pudding? No. Ew. Oh, I love it. It's so good. Really? Yeah. Are you just saying that? Like, as no, a joke? I like, like, that's like my favorite pudding. Because you're on a podcast pudding. right now? That's my favorite pudding flavor. <laughs> Phil, damn it. This is, not a, this is not a podcast. You are not listening to a podcast. This is. <laughs> now I have to go cut that out. Just a random candid conversation. <laughs> what should, Over should we Google make that episode? Should we make that the episode title? You're on a podcast now. What do you think, Aaron? Is that a good episode title? <laughs> All right, I have one more. Aaron's, I have one more random topic Aaron's, before we end this episode. Aaron's gonna leave. No, first, uh, Starburst or Mamba? Uh, I've never had that. Yeah, I don't know. What you never had is. Mamba. What? No, I've seen it, but I've never had it. I what? always assumed it was like a now and later. No, it's like they they're like they're like Starburst, but better. What about Fun Dip? Well, I mean the f- the flavors are just different. bro Fun Dip. Oh, uh, yes. I like Fun Dip, but it's like logistically not easy. It's to so eat. yes, it's so dumb. Just the white. That was my I could favorite. Just eat, you just eat the stick, Halloween though. candy. I remember there was a gas station when I was a kid that would sell just the sticks by themselves. Whoa, really? Yeah, and that's all. Like that's all you want with the fun. Hey, did you right? know that I Mamba mean, is from the same German company that makes Werther's? Oh, serious? Yep. Who makes Cadbury eggs? Serious. Cadbury. Cadbury. Wow. <laughs> Look at you two nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you don't spend an entire life. I didn't get looking like this because I'm not an expert on candy. So check this out. Here's a a good example of where our society is at right now. So you guys have been to Disneyland, yes? We have Rolo McFlurries, yes. Have you been to Disneyland? I have. Have you been on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? I have. Are you familiar with the Wench Auction? Yes, that was uh, changed and modified. Yeah, so it's been changed a couple times. So at one point, right. like this guy was chasing a woman, presumably Originally, had sex with her. Yes. Then they added Wait, like a plate. Talk- then oh, they gave her a plate. The, then they gave her a the plate of food. Yeah, Caribbean. yeah, like yeah. Then they gave her a plate of food, so he's like trying to get the food. But now they're like changing the auction entirely. <laughs> but so this guy <laughs> posts an article about that, like as an example of. He goes, now it's just gone too far. <laughs> he was like, legitimately up. He was like legitimately like angry and upset that they were taking that out. Because All it is is it's just the like it's the one where there's the guy and the girl going in a circle. Right. And the right. The guy. Is so he's well, right before that. There's like a bunch of women like tied together and like <laughs> they're he's, being auctioned he's unhappy that the. Oh, so this that is the like implication a of rape. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
he he's unhappy because you can't yeah, even of the can't scene. even enjoy you can't even enjoy and casual rape right. jokes anymore. Yeah, it's true though. What I is mean, this country coming to? So it was a snowflake. It was a snowflake argument. The classic snowflake argument. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Well, people that's so idiotic. Stupid. Well, well, it's the same. It's the same people who were complaining at Andy when they tried it, it's sinusoid when they decided oh, yeah. to stop naming the cables. <laughs> yes. It's like, what's wrong with you? Care? What's like? There's literally no argument <laughs> for not doing this, and there is some <laughs> argument for doing it. You know. Hey, no, right? I, I like I like the idea that I like the idea of people complaining about people being sensitive while at the same time. Oh becoming, yeah, well, while becoming being upset sensitive. that somebody is not making a certain thing <laughs> like. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, how can you be so sensitive to not make that joke? <laughs> <laughs> like, you not making that People joke did. really bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and it was about worst. it was about ten or fifteen years where they changed it, and this is not. I mean, it, it, I, it obviously it's better than rape, but uh, they changed it to the overweight woman chasing the dude with food. Yeah, and, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it's like, that's not like, okay, <laughs> like that's yes, a, it's like incremental change, but it's not like you didn't replace it with like a positive offensive. image. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's still super offensive. You changed it for one <laughs> offensive thing to yes, technically it's less offensive, but that's still offensive. Like you could change it to anything not offensive. Yeah, granted, making making fun of fat people is a lot less offensive than like rape, but <laughs> still. <laughs> Because people but, choose to be fat. It's it's like we <laughs> gotta me. we gotta we, we have to be a little offensive. Like we can't just not be offensive. <laughs> it, <it's, laughs> this is the part of the ride where there's a an offensive joke. So yeah. let's brainstorm yeah. here. Like take take your pick. Yeah, <laughs> I like to think that like they had a, like a really positive image, and then someone's like, ah, I don't know. I just don't think it's offensive enough. Yeah, we need. Like, we gotta really right like here. we gotta really bump up the offensiveness here. In completely unrelated news, but very, but having to do with the same ride. Uh, That's where you got your first uh, make-out session. No. Um, Okay. Johnny Depp. They had Johnny Depp dress up um, and like be like sit in the ride. Have you seen that video? Mm Mm-mm. It's. It was like. I. It must have been for this last movie that that came out just as a promotional thing. And he just sat in different parts of the ride and just talked to the the boats as they came by. And at first he would like <laughs> pretend to be animatronic, and then he'd and then he'd like look at somebody and and like start talking to him specifically. Maybe you had to be there, but <laughs> I was waiting for the punchline. I'm sure it's funny. It it should have like, been. It's it, an it, amus- It's an amusing concept. I'm sure it's a funny thing to watch. Conceptually, it, it's like a way better idea than the video is like. Oh man, that that should have been way better than it is. Uh, but Cole, you want to tell I, us a uh, Mitch Hedberg joke? <laughs> okay, so it's like <laughs> it's like if you win the lottery, it's like when you go buy a pizza. Like, I'll take the keep it. <laughs> Oh, thanks for friendship. Okay, thanks for friendship. Wait, wait. Thanks for friendship. My wife is super awesome for letting me record this late. Nobody cares.